Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. Um, and this week I'm going to be um, talking about a milestone, um, a particular milestone for me actually, which is relevant to uh, this being a podcast. Um, and I'm also going to I'm, I'm going to rant on a little bit about um, something COVID related because I'm going to rant on a little bit about masks. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, somebody I've met this week called Gareth, who's who's is a fine chap, and um, and talk about something that I couldn't stand as a child that I'm now developed a, a a bit of a love for and is becoming part of my routine. Um, so all of that after we've had uh, some twangy guitar. <laughs> So this is the update that you knew was coming, um, and the the moment arrived on Saturday when my Test match cricket game uh, appeared, uh, which is good because I was able to get a picture out uh, at the point when the podcast was about to to, to go out last week, um, and it lived up to every single one of the expectations. Firstly, it arrived and it was exactly how I remembered it, which is which is always nice. Um, there was a, a slight moment of terror when I thought there was something wrong with the um, the batter, and there was some kind of it looked like the batting um, mechanism, which is a actually quite a you know quite a posh way of saying a bit of string uh, was was a little bit broken. But actually, it was it, with, with a little bit of tweaking, and and it, it, the, the 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 string had got wrapped over. So once we resolved that, then it worked out that. That that batting was 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 fine. Action was great. Um, you know, it's very boycott esque in terms of in terms of his technique, um, which is a a line for Ginger Gleds probably and, and and a few other cricket uh, aficionados out there. Um, and um, uh, and it was more actually more than I remembered it being. So set it up and it and it it's unlike Sabutio, which if you've ever had Sabutio. Struggles from the part of the fact that the the green pitch often is bobbled and that makes the game very difficult and there's no way of attaching it to a surface. So to do Sabutio properly, you kind of have to glue it to a hard surface so that the, the the pitch is flat and that affects the way the ball rolls. This thing kind of you know using a boundary fence actually sorts itself out quite nicely. So um, and, and none of that I'd remembered. So everything about it, everything about it from setup. And you know the bowling action and the batting and everything I thought was exactly how I remembered it, and I was transported back to that Christmas, whatever that year was, when you know when I when I uh, when I got the, the, this game for the first time. The bit that's really been the gift that keeps on giving has been the reaction of uh, the boys to it, because you know um, we 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 appear to be fully gamed up in this house in terms of we've got iPads and we've got Xboxes and we've got all the things that you would expect. So, you know, in terms of the 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 entertainment flow that goes on, um everything is digital, everything is instant, everything is is full on and disruptive. And I didn't know how um I didn't know how this game would go down. And the fact of the matter is it's gone down remarkably well. It's been an absolute hit, particularly with my uh, my eldest, who, you know, we've had three or four games now through the course of the week, and he's absolutely loving it. And that that kind of magic look on his face, similar to, you know, to how I was when I got it, 
um, that's all there. That's exactly how I remember being. That sense of magic is exactly how I remember being. Um, so that that's been the bit that's that's been the real winner. Um, just just actually having those little sort of 15, 20 minute games or half hour games where we've, you know, I, I not only was I transported back, but he was maybe transported to somewhere um, that, that isn't quite as prevalent in, in the life of a, of a teenage boy as perhaps, you know, when I was growing up. So just great because... It was that moment when something that could actually have could have gone quite badly wrong, and I had built it up. I really had built it up, and it ended up paying off, and it ended up paying off magnificently. Um, and we've already decided it's 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 going with us on the on on the holiday. It will be in the motorhome. So uh, so when we go away next week, I'm expecting this will be something that will be you know part part of the routine while we're while we're away, which is which is just another another win win. <laughs> I'm struggling and I'm struggling with something that either I'm not getting um, or is a very simple thing that appears to be something that people are finding really hard. My pet peeve at the moment is around masks and I've said before that I thought masks were a good idea. I can't believe that we didn't do it sooner. I think it's something we could have got used to two or three months ago and I think had we have done that then it would have been better for the for, for everybody concerned. So I'm pleased that we've now gone to masks. That's that's fine. The bit I'm struggling with in all of this is I am seeing lots and lots of examples of people wearing a face mask but not covering their nose. And this is the bit that I'm now struggling with in terms of what bit of understanding how we transmit COVID or similar things what bit of how that works are people struggling with? Because, you know, it, it isn't just droplets coming out of your mouth. It's droplets coming out of your nose. In fact, it's probably far more likely that it comes out of your nose than, you, than your mouth, particularly if you sneeze, because it's going to go at a, a, a fair old rate of knots. So how complicated is it to understand that it's not a mouth mask, it's a face mask, and it needs to go over... Um, both nose and and mouth um and i'm finding myself now doing that thing where i'm saying it out loud i'm saying it out so i'll be in a shop and somebody will walk past and i will find myself going is it really that complicated to understand it's supposed to go over your nose as well as your mouth so at some point i'm going to get i'm going to get accosted or hit or you know Somebody is gonna is gonna start screaming at me uncontrollably in a, a superstore, which of course will be a real pain because they won't have a mask over the nose. So there's a very good chance when they do get excited, then I'll get I'll get covered in whatever bits of dribble and droplets that they they want to send in my direction. But I've I've found myself doing that now. I'm actually I'm actually it's become an involuntary reaction as you know that bit where you almost it's almost an expletive that comes out prior to saying just cover your nose it's not that complicated and it's the same one I'm I find that I do with because the other pet peeve of mine and it's around supermarkets as well is people parking in is, is parking people without kids you can't park in a space for parents and children just because you've got a car seat in your car 
That isn't that's not the bit that allows you to park in that space. And parking pointing to your car seat isn't the bit that means that you can park in that 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 space. And I, do you know what? I don't, 32, 32 episodes in, I may have mentioned this already, but it's the same sort of thing. It's the kind of I find myself going past people when somebody parks in a kid's space and saying, you know, and then them getting out and walking in and you kind of can't help yourself but say, well, you, um, you, you are you not aware you've lost your child? Are you not aware your child's gone? Are you not worried about the fact your child's gone missing? Because, you know, clearly you must have thought you had a child when you set off because you parked in a space for a parent and child, but you don't appear to have a child with you. And uh, you know, and you and you can't actually take your car seat in as an alternative. But that's that's an aside that gets us away from face masks. So face masks, face masks go over the nose. They just do. That's what they're designed to do. And if you're struggling with it, drop me a note and I'll take you through it because I don't think it's that complicated. But I'm I'm quite happy to explain it if you really are struggling. <laughs> When I was a kid, I didn't really get Nesquik. I didn't get milkshake that you made at home. I never really liked it. I mean, at that point in time, it really... I suppose the flavours haven't increased that much, but it was a strawberry banana chocolate thing. That's what it was. And I remember Nesquik being a thing, and I remember my cousins, actually, on visits to my cousins, that they were they were fans of, of Nesquik. The two things they liked that I couldn't get my head around, Nesquik was one of them and peanut butter was the other. And I still don't get my head around peanut butter. Peanut butter, to me, is just wrong on so many levels. Um, so I don't, I don't get peanut butter um, uh, still, but I've really started to get Nesquik. Um, and it was actually my brother um, that we'd come back. I've always liked McDonald's milkshake. I've always liked thick shakes. I've always quite liked thick shakes. And um, and I was at my brother's uh, years ago. And we went for a run and we came back and he had a he had a Nesquik. We got a chocolate milk after he got back from the run. And he said, "Do you want one?" I said, "Yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll try one." And having I don't know, I somehow remember it being kind of warm. Uh, and, and there's something really, really wrong with drinking warm milk. Uh, and I don't like hot milk um, as just on its own, but certainly warm milk. I mean, for me, if I'm putting milk on cereal, it has to come straight out of the fridge. And, and, and I do tend to find myself getting quite ratty if the milk's out of the fridge for more than about 20 seconds before it goes on the cereal. Uh, I can't think of anything worse. In fact, Weetabix with warm milk is is something that makes me feel quite quite ill actually if i'm being honest um so warm milk i never did and for whatever reason i remember as a kid things like nesquik being warm i don't know i don't know why but anyway for whatever reason that that, that there's there's a link there so my brother said do you want a chocolate milk and I had one and ice cold milk and really enjoyed it and um and and that was that and that was years ago and it was just a one-off thing and um, we're having the kids about, then occasionally the request comes for, for you know, for chocolate milk. So fairly recently we bought, um, or I bought, some chocolate milk. And um, as with a lot of things that the kids request, you you know, they have one, one bowl of it or one portion of it or whatever. And it's the greatest thing ever. And can we have this all the time? And it's magnificent. And then it never gets past three servings. 
because after that it's like oh you know gone off it gone off it you know and it was like well hang on it was the greatest thing ever you know two days ago and you wanted it all the time and actually now no I've, I've i've gone i'll go back to what i did before so i found myself getting back from a run and having a chocolate milk and a banana and sitting in the garden and cooling down and that has now become it's become a little bit of a post run routine and i have to say i'm really really enjoying it and the whole post milk post run chocolate milk thing is really is really working so i'm no i'm not even close on peanut butter and i'm not even and i'm not going to make any attempt with peanut butter um but the chocolate milk thing now probably is is here here to stay i don't know whether it'll improve my nails I don't know whether the, the extra calcium is going to make me make my coat any shinier, um, but as a nice way to to chill out after a run, a chocolate milk with my feet up in the garden is uh, is 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 becoming is is becoming my favourite way of of of, of de running. Thursday. So something strange happened. Um, today in the fact that um, I, um, yeah, I I do I do a couple of the podcasts and one of the podcasts that I do um, the model um, the funding model for it is via a, a platform called Patreon and what that means is that um, I'm regularly checking um, Patreon on behalf of the person I work with, just just for updates, just to po- post new content, just to just to keep an eye on on any kind of feedback or anything. Um, because particularly when you have people who contribute towards the um, the production of a podcast, it's you know it's really important that you you make sure that you you keep that community feel going, and it's important that you 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 know look out for obvious things that you you, you know you could maybe change to improve it or ensuring that people are happy and and you know what have you, and um, so I'm used to checking in, uh, and recently I put the app on my on my phone as well. I never really used the, the, the Patreon app, but I popped it on and it, and it was great because it allowed me to, to um, you know, just monitor a bit easier and get involved in conversations and that, that, that kind of thing. And I, I jumped onto the app and found I'd got a message, um, which is quite unusual because I'd got a message as me rather than a message as um, the, you know, the other group I'm involved in where, um you know where i help out so it was it was it was a, a bit strange to have a message directed you know directed at me and it turned out that i'd actually picked up my very first supporting um patron and it and it's a chap called gareth who also supports the other podcast that i work on and and i found myself in a kind of strange situation and i kind of messaged him straight away and said um you know i've got to ask how did you how how have you ended up here because i've never really pushed the fact that i've got a support mechanism for the you know for the for the podcast um i i set up um a platform for therapy for me really just to understand how patreon worked a little bit because it, i thought well it'll be something that i'm going to end up working with on somebody else's behalf in the future so it makes sense to go through the you know the the protocol of actually setting up a page up and the procedure of setting a page up just to understand it a little bit a little bit more um 
And to find to find that somebody had found it, but actually had then decided that they wanted to support the podcast, and then of course it opened up a lot of of, of kind of weird, kind of a weird scenario whereby um, theoretically one of the things you do when people support a platform there's there's a number of things you can do, and you can allow them early access to the to the podcast. Well, that's kind of difficult in respect of this because. This isn't finished until the Friday evening, um, and then it's published early on the Saturday morning. So there isn't a window to allow somebody early access to the to the podcast. So that doesn't necessarily work for for the way that I um, I collate um, therapy for me. Um, so that one's out the window. And the bit the other big one after early access is is extra content. But there therein lies the issue of trying to produce extra content effectively for one for one person um which you know you almost might as well just pick the phone up and 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 say well well look let's you know (laughs) let's just have a chat because that'd be actually in reality recording one half of a conversation because i wanted to produce a bit of extra content uh, for you because you you, you're kindly supporting and pledged to support you know the work that i'm doing seems seems a bit weird but then it got me thinking about the um it got me thinking about the little bit of content with regard that Christian uh, talked about when he was in Mevagissi, in Mevagissi. And thanks again to Christian for allowing me to put that audio out, which came out as a special edition, uh, you know, mon- m- Monday, uh, Monday just gone. Um, because he then talked about putting single pieces of audio on cassette tapes in single places. And that chap that wrote a book but only produced one physical copy. And it almost feels like that if I do end up making extra content for, you know, in this case for Gareth, that actually it might be quite nice to make a unique piece of content that's only ever designed for one person. Because in reality, isn't that what a letter is and was? Um, maybe that's the maybe that's the route. Maybe I should write to Gareth, you know, once a month and just say I'm going to collect a few thoughts on paper, um, you know, as a little thank you. I don't, I don't know. So. Um, I must do something to uh, say. So, by the way, if anybody else wants to support it, that you are more than welcome. Uh, you know, and if and if you're so bold away with therapy for me, and it's something that's really bringing a you know a great great making a difference to your life, feel free to shower me with cash. I am not that proud that I won't accept it. Um, Nesquik doesn't pay for itself. Um, but in the meantime, um, thank you to Gareth, uh, and I'm sure we'll work out between as well exactly being a, a patron of therapy for me actually means, uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, just, just <laughs> something this week that really made me smile. Friday. So it's been a milestone. Um, and it's kind of crept up on me, and I've didn't. I, I I only I only thought about it because one of the podcasts I really enjoy is a thing called Romaniacs, which is a bunch of slightly left wing people who think Brexit's a ridiculous idea, and they um, they 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 have they blow off once a week, and uh, it's it, there's some very interesting stuff in there. It's it, it's not just a rant it's some you know some level balanced people um but but pointing at the the you know the the nonsense that is that is brexit um and by that i don't mean that the view of people 
about, you know, who voted to leave doesn't have validity. It's about the fact that this thing is just unpicking all the time and, 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 and clearly makes no sense. It stands no form of legitimate, uh, you know, scrutiny. But anyway, off Brexit, because I could be on there for hours. So, Romaniacs did their 200th episode. I listened to it on um, I listened to it on Monday, and it just made me think: How many podcasts have I now actually been involved in, either being on them um, or producing them, uh, or a mixture of both? So I went back and I realised that I'd I I currently am involved in five or have been involved in directly in five podcasts where there have been multiples. Uh, I also did one episode of a podcast uh, for sure, um, my previous employer, and I've been a guest on uh, the Behind the Noise podcast with Mark uh, Farquhar. So um, when I added the number up. Um, the fag packet number, I realised that this podcast today, um, this one takes me to 101. So there's 101 podcasts that I, in some way, shape or form, have either produced or edited or hosted or been a guest on or, in the case of this, just, just you know, t- totally produced. And... I didn't realise that that had come around quite that quickly from those very first steps of, of you know, I remember doing the one for sure, um, which was a bit of a, a, a labour of a labour of love. I remember doing the first ones um, that I um, did um, with 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 Deborah with the on brand with series. I remember the ones I've done for the MIA behind the beat ones and then there's the two that are currently running which is the corona diaries with steve hogarth and 9 to 42 with jace hunt from the guitar show and then there's there's this one plus the uh, the you know the, the one i was a guest on so um it's probably it's a bit self-congratulatory i know but i'm going to shout it out because i'm i'm proud of it and i'm proud of the fact that you know, um, I've arrived at, at, at that kind of number. Whether that allows me to call myself a podcaster yet, I don't know. I probably, I probably doesn't, and I probably never will. Um, but the the fact is that you know, I I've I've been involved in the publication of of a hundred plus pieces of you know of audio that are available and have been listened to by people in you know reasonable number. Um and looking at where the numbers have gone for the various podcasts that I've done, we must be getting close towards a hundred thousand downloads now of podcasts that I've you know I've been involved in. Uh, in fact, we're probably yeah we're probably about a hundred hundred thousand now. I would have said so. Um, so yeah, didn't didn't ever see that one coming. And thanks to everybody who's supported through this this process. And um, and I still feel like I'm only scratching the surface with it. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, long may it continue. Um, and with that in mind, I'm going to call it a day uh, for this, which is 101 in terms of uh, you know podcasts I've been involved in. And I'll I'll speak to you next week when the final bits of recording from next week will have been done in a motorhome. Uh because I'm having to work out a way of doing this thing 
um, you know, from from some part of a of a motorhome. So there might even be little bits of little bits of sounds of of the East Coast in the background. Uh, in the meantime, I hope you're all well. Have a great week, and uh, and I will talk to you all very soon. <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production